Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of Acts, and we're in chapter 2. It begins with a section entitled, The Holy Spirit Comes at Pentecost. Now, Pentecost was the 50th day after the Sabbath of the Passover week, and in this case, we know that it is after the resurrection. If we look in Deuteronomy, it says the Feast of Weeks was counting off seven weeks from the time that you put the sickle to the standing grain. So you count off seven weeks from the Passover. And so in this case, that's 50 days after the resurrection. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, meaning all of the apostles. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And the wind, in this case, is a symbol and it represents the Holy Spirit. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came down to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, that is, other languages, as the Spirit enabled them. So the Holy Spirit now comes and anoints them, which is what Jesus spoke about when he said, It is good that I go, because the one that comes after me, the Counselor, will be able to help you and remind you of the things that I've said. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So these are all the Jews from the different parts of the world that had been gathered at this time. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygria and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Now, all of those places were listed to basically say like top to bottom, north to south, from as far from the kingdom as one side to the other, that every one of them heard someone speaking in their own language. They were amazed and perplexed. They asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, well, they've had too much wine. So because of this, in the next section, Peter addresses the crowd. Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And this is from Joel chapter 2. And it's in verse 28 where it picks up. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And that's from Psalm chapter 16. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence. So again, that was Psalm 16 verses 8 through 11. Then Peter goes on to say, Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And that was Psalm 110. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It's interesting that 3,000 were added to their number that day. You'll remember the story of the golden calf from Exodus 32 when they were worshiping the golden calf when Moses came back down from the mountain. On that day, the earth swallowed up 3,000. And here today, 3,000 were added to their number, believing what Peter spoke, referring to the things that David saw and prophesied about. Moving on to the fellowship of believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, 
and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the apostles' teaching, the apostles' doctrine, is to fellowship and break bread together and to pray. They saw many wonders and miraculous signs. My favorite part is they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord continued to add to their number even to this very day. And that ends Acts chapter 2. We will pick up next time in Acts chapter 3.